Welcome to High Quality Nonsense. High Quality Nonsense. I'm Casey. I'm Faith. And this is our sister-powered podcast about true revenge and creepy shit. And the good shit. And the good shit. Good shit. Or the PG version. Good stuff. Good uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast where we all sound the same. Pretty much. We possibly could be the same person. I was going to say, nobody's seen us in the same room together, but that's literally just the most untrue thing ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Exciting news. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We launched our first episode, and I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be. Couldn't couldn't be happier. (laughs) I just couldn't be happier. I just couldn't be happier. I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, wow, we got 17 plays. 17 people listened to us. Yay. That's fantastic. I think like three of them were me and you. But, well, no, I only listened to 14 it. plays. I only listened to it once. And then I sent it to mom and dad. And then I posted it. And then a couple of friends commented on it. Yeah. At this point, we're still just on Anchor. But I keep checking my email. We're waiting, waiting for, for approval. Waiting for, for that approval message. For other uh, platforms. But as far as like Spotify goes, it's not um, one of the platforms that it covers. So I think we should probably... Who get... told you that? I looked up uh, on Anchor <laughs> and it shows that it's not one of the platforms that it provides. Anchor is owned by Spotify. So that well, would be really what? strange. Well, then what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I guess I guess so. <laughs> Maybe it just like showed the other platforms and not the... not. Spotify, because I think Spotify owns it. Right. Man, you did your research. You're really good at that. Yeah, I do what I can. What's uh, what's going on with you? What's going on in your life? Give me some high quality nonsense about your life. Well, we celebrated your birthday party last weekend. That's true. It was a blasty blast. Mm-hmm. I just took down all the decorations for it and all the pictures because I had pictures of Faith just kind of in gold picture frames scattered throughout the house. I was really (laughs) disappointed when they weren't there when I got back. I know. I was really disappointed too, just mainly because they were supposed to be there way before anybody showed up. But uh, I left that up to Mother. And she showed up. She was like one of the last people to show up. You know how that goes. (laughs) But she did make a cake and sprayed like gold stuff all over it. Of course, it was edible. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, I had to poop really bad the next day. Oh. (laughs) Did you uh, shit a gold brick? Oh, my God. I wish. (laughs) That would be the best 30th birthday present. (laughs) It'd be like the best and the worst because I'm assuming that shitting a gold brick probably would hurt a lot. But it's so worth it in the end because it's a gold (laughs) brick. (laughs) Not talking from personal experience, but for me personally, it would be so worth it. That reminded me so much of Desi, like just randomly bullshitting just being like well it's so worth it so worth it in the end (laughs) our niece likes to uh talk about things like she's an expert yes (laughs) i can relate (laughs) yeah you can (sighs) i just i blatantly just tell everybody like hey i guess at everything and i'm not super intelligent but i do my best and i'm jobless i do my best (laughs) and i'm unemployed i just broadcast all of like the bad qualities of myself (laughs) that works so i'm so sleepy i don't know what it is get over it david woke me up at like 8 30 this morning (laughs) he kept like pulling the covers off of me and he was like wake up like i did (sighs) literally nothing makes me more upset (laughs) (laughs) than being suddenly cold yeah northwest is not good to you Mm, i mean it is good to me but it's just like it just makes me grumpy you know i think is insane what what adam likes to do and this i don't know why he likes this but like he loves the feeling of getting out of a hot shower and immediately getting super cold at one point when he was still at his apartment like when we first started dating he would literally get out of the shower wet and then stand in front of a fucking fan what the fuck and he's like it's refreshing it wakes me up and i'm just like what a you're fucking psychopath. I, I'm like you're a lunatic <laughs> it's like i love you but you're absolutely insane I like, and i worry sometimes try to like dry off while i'm still in the shower like i bring the towel in and like keep the shower curtain closed because i don't want to like be wet in like the cold well not to mention like you shave your legs and as soon as you step out into the coldness it's just like you can feel all of the little hairs just immediately shoot out of your skin in a painful wave guess i shaved for nothing 
fucking blows. Yeah. <laughs> choice words. Choice yes. words, face. Yes. As a wise man once said. Shit sucks. Fucking blows. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had a song stuck in my head, as you know. Yeah, no, because it's stuck in my head, too. Old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Are. I feel like that's not even the way it goes. I, I know. But no, there's like a point. There's a part in it where it's like. I don't know. Just... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, go for it. I don't know. There's a part in uh, in that song where it's like everything calms down. And it's just like this guy's voice going, Old man, you look at my life. Just like that, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hmm. All okay. right. Okay. 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 I also want to point out because i did notice that when we launched our quote-unquote first episode right the one um, that says hqn episode two yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's mainly because our first ever like very first episode i apparently didn't know how to get like talk into my mic so i was like whispering off in the distance the entire first episode so i think what we're gonna do is kind of put that on a patreon page for people that just want to you know get the very very first episode Mm -hmm. so we're gonna start a new trend we're starting on episode two so what would make this episode it's just like dancing you start on the second beat never the first yeah also like dear david you can only ask like you can only have two questions two questions you can only start on episode two or we'll kill you (laughs) or we'll kill you (laughs) do you understand dad (laughs) only two questions two questions dad (laughs) shit i was gonna say something Oh, I turn 30 tomorrow. Yeah, you do. Yeah. By the time you hear this, I'll be like a good, I don't know when we're going to release this, but I'll be a, I'll be a while into 30. A while. A whole while. We're also thinking about... Um, but at the time of this recording, I'm still 29. Young and fresh. Hey, I think 30 is the new 25, honestly. I think so, too. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to go back to 25. That was a fucking rough time for yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to say 25 wasn't really fun. <laughs> it wasn't good for me. I don't, it wasn't good for me or the people around me. <laughs> was not good shit. Not good shit. Good shit. Your chicken timer's going off. Do you think Adam knows what that is? I did text him. Mm. It's still going. I know. I can hear it. Hold on. I'm going to call Adam. Let's put him on speakerphone. Okay. Nope, oh, it's still going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Hello? Hey, honey, are you home? Yes. Can you turn off that chicken timer and check the chicken? I already did. Still got five minutes to go. But it's still beeping. I'm taking a shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love you. I'll be done in a second. Okay, <laughs> okay bye. Appreciate it, Casey. Thank you. I love you. Have a great day. <laughs> Sounds like you need to go t- check on that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a feeling that he knew <laughs> that we were recording, so he goes, thanks. I appreciate that. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in bed tonight. <laughs> so what I wanted to say was that with the launch of our podcast, uh, we just wanted to let you guys know, of course, it's obviously not necessary, but of course it is eternally appreciated. If you go to our podcast on anchor.fm slash HQN podcast, you will find the listener support button where you can make contributions or donations. Uh, We do not have a Patreon page set up, but if you are in the spirit of things, I suppose you could go to the listener support icon and uh, we will be able to see who our supporters are uh, and hopefully we will be able to reach out to you. We are hoping to have some like some donor perks, some patron perks, such as like the long lost first episode, which like we recorded two weeks ago. So I guess it's not that long lost. Like I said, totally appreciated. Definitely not necessary, but yeah, you're back. Could you just cough quieter? I'm trying. How's your chicken? I don't know. It still worries me. Mm. Chicken takes a while. 
Like the breast and the leg put together? It's the thigh and the leg. Mm, That's one fucked up chicken. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This right here, it was saying the expiration date was February 18th. And today is February 19th. And I was asking my mom and my sister if it would make a big difference if it's just like past one day. Is it a sell-by date or is it an expires date? I think it's an expires date. Mm, Expires? An expiry. I don't know. It was just like it was the only date that was on the package. So I'm going to assume that it's expiration date. It's probably fine. But what temperature were you cooking it at? Alexa told me to cook it up to temperature of like 165. But I... Internally. Internally, with like temperature of the oven was 350. That's really low. Low and slow, baby. I cooked my chicken at like 425. Oh. Well, now it's been in there for like 30 minutes plus 25 minutes. That's 55 minutes. Hmm, math. (laughs) Anyway, I hope your chicken's okay. Anyways, it just, yeah, I mean, it just made my day just seeing that we had 17 listens. I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we've made it. And I'm actually kind of hoping we that did it, was, it, bro. We did it. I'm actually kind of hoping that some of those are strangers and not just like family and friends. Although I appreciate my family and friends, but when it's a bunch of strangers listening to you, that's when you know you made it. <laughs> <laughs> come one, come all, strangers. <laughs> no stranger danger here. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I pity those strangers. <laughs> Anybody that's tra- that tries to stranger danger us will welcome you with open arms. Oh, yes. So we're so low energy today. <laughs> I know. I think you should go first. I feel like that's kind of the thing since I've been. I, well, I went first a couple times. No, you fucking did not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we've been editing these podcasts. When did you think you went first? I don't know. Oh, bowl of nonsense. It's the almighty bowl of nonsense. Ooh, good. Okay, I got, I got one. What is it? Okay, I'm just going to I'm going to do it right here Pick so me you guys another. listen. Well, this is a big one. Oh my. What does it say? <laughs> <coughs> yeah. All I could read is, quick, pick a song. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I saw this one, uh, and I meant to take it out, because that one is just so, like, it's, I'm so lazy that even if I can do a thing sitting down, if it requires me to think for more than 10 seconds, I'm just like, no, thank you. You know what? I'm going to skip this bowl. Oh, my God. Give me the bowl. You know what? I'm going to tell a quick story. Okay. You know what? No. Let's just, here, you, what are we doing? You just, you do it. Okay. We already kind of covered this one. Clang. It's like gross or funny things your boyfriend does. Hey, that's the one that I picked too. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it was meant to be. So, but you already told told us about how Adam used to like to come out of the shower and, and just like stand in front of the fan and freeze, freeze his, his ass off <laughs> yeah he's that's there's something borderline psychopath about that something weird going on there david what does david do so many weird ass things david does what would david do oh my god david i just don't even know he uh i mean he does like the regular gross dude stuff i'll have to think of something It'll probably come to me, like, in the middle of my story. You know what I really hate that I know a lot of people do? A lot of guys, specifically? Did you say a specific? Oh, uh, specifically? Is uh, snot rocket while they're in the shower. Oh, I do that, too. Oh, gross. Like, I get I get What's the concept. It's just, like, you can rinse off your hands and all of that, but I'm just, like, bleh. Like, what if you forget to, like, what if you have a little bit left over on your hands and you just go to wash your hair? The shampoo gets it. I don't know, man. I did it's, find a booger on my cheek out. after I got out of the shower one time. <laughs> That's foul. That's disgusting It's to my me. own boogers. It's whatever. Oh, well, God. Okay. I am my own boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own boyfriend for Valentine's Day. Alrighty. So, what do you got for me? Oh, I'm going first. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, It's... It's another fucking pirate. Good. <laughs> we should have fucking called this high quality pirates. I, uh, <laughs> I. What if there's literally so many pirate stories that could uh, 
I'm starting to feel like that might be the case. (laughs) Entire podcast mainly about pirates. Because I'm just like, this is such a good story. And then I'm like, it's fucking pirates again. Like, (laughs) god damn. I think we should take you to some sort of medium or psychic and see if you were a pirate in your past life or something. It would not surprise me. I don't know. I've always wanted to do like past life regression type stuff. I just feel... I don't know. I'm so I'm so drawn to so many like weird things that I'm just like, why did I even like past like that? life was a baby sloth. I think it might have been a full grown sloth. All right. Speaking of baby sloths, let's let's get to this pirate story. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. It's a story about Jean de Clisson, who is also called the Lioness of Brittany. The Lioness <laughs> is this a girl? Yes, the Lioness. Uh, all right. So Jean was born in 1300 as Jean de Montague, like uh, like Romeo and Juliet. Montague. <laughs> Montague. Uh, so she was born into nobility as a lady. She did not have a very long childhood because she was married at the age of 12 to Geoffrey de Chateaubriand, who was 19. They had two kids who actually ended up living for quite a long time. And you'll see why that I made that mm. note <laughs> in just a second. Uh, well, I mean, back then, people didn't live for very long. Right. They're so lucky they, if they reached age 30. They lived for a while, so which was Congratulations, great. Faith. Yeah. You've made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Joffrey died in 1326. The bastard. So they were, they were married for, I mean, it was a while. So uh, that was her first marriage. Uh, he died in 1326. All of his estates went to his son. Uh, his son then died at 33 in battle. And then all of those estates went to the daughter. Oh, right. So Jean de Clisson already has uh, one daughter who has inherited a bunch of estates. In 1328, Jean marries a guy named Guy who is a duke and a count. It, it wasn't a very long marriage because within two years, the Decal family from... This is a, this is a name <laughs> <laughs> that at first I thought it was Dubois, which is one thing, but it's got like an L in it. So it's like Dubois. 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 Dubois, blah, blah, blah. Dubois. So anyway, so the Dubois have a... I don't know how to do this. <laughs> do it. The Dubois had a the Pope annul the marriage in 1330 because they felt that they needed that marriage to continue their own personal heritage, and they were like, "She shouldn't be marrying him. We have more of a right to marry our daughter to this guy." He ends up marrying the King of France's niece, and her name is Marie de Blois. So, <laughs> one year later, after they get married. Guy dies in 1331 before they have a chance to have kids. That sucks. Yeah. And before he married Jean, he had he had been married to another woman and they had a daughter. So as soon as Guy dies, all of that heritage, like everything goes to his daughter from his first marriage. Hmm. So the Dubois are completely shut out. This Get lost, Dubois. This, ha- this factors heavily later. Uh, so Jean marries Olivier de Clisson IV in 1330 so like wasting zero time like her marriage was annulled and then that same year she went and got married to this other guy she's like fine forget you and i she's have like, other suitors <laughs> so jean controls basically uh from her first marriage she controls areas south of his land and he controls areas north of hers. So they basically like... Swibbity swapped. Yeah, they're just like, let's join up and we'll become a power couple. So they have... Hashtag relationship goals. Yeah. Hashtag shipping. Um, they have five children. So Isabeau is her first daughter. She goes off and she gets married uh, to a nobleman. They have one child and then Isabeau dies uh, promptly at 18. Oh. But now Jean is a grandmother at like... 36. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then she has Maurice. Uh, Maurice dies at one year old. Uh, Then she has Olivier V, which is in my notes, the one that actually stuck around. (laughs) Uh, She has Guillaume, who uh, after that, who dies at the age of seven of exposure. And I read. What is. I know. I know. Exposure to what? Exposure. He dies of exposure at the age of seven. I'll tell you later. Uh, And then Jean. The, her daughter, who is her namesake, uh, they don't know when she died, but she like went on to marry a lord. 
So basically, any daughters in this story, just forget about them because they mysteriously disappear. They were just shipped off to marry just somebody. don't fucking matter. They were like the um, livestock to, of marriage. They basically back then. were. They were just sort of like, this it's is... It's like, if I don't have a son, then I'm just going to make a bunch of girls and then send them off to get married so we can have some money and power. Right. Yeah. I mean, girls just basically like didn't really matter. So I'm like reading this and I'm like, she's had six children. Uh, Where are they? <laughs> three. Yeah. Some of them are, you know, passed away early. But I was just like, she, you know, she has like four surviving children. Oh, no, she has seven children. Four of them are surviving. She has one, at least one granddaughter. She just doesn't fucking, none of that factors at all. She's like, she just keeps moving. It's really crazy to think about. Like, she's just, especially like when you're in the 1300s, as you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's in the 1300s and it's not like she's like, I just imagine her as like this multitasking mogul. Like being pregnant, like on a treadmill with a cell phone and a tablet. (laughs) But it's the 1300s. So that's obviously not what happened. But like, she's getting massive amounts of things done being pregnant pretty much all the time. And then like marrying one lord after another. She's on marriage number three with Olivier. And it's... Sounds like a makeup brand. And she's only like 30. Oh. She's literally like 31. So Faith, what have you been doing your whole life? Not getting married or having seven children or owning land or Being ruling ruling over large regions of, in France. Mm. Yeah. But anyway. It makes you think about your life. <laughs> you should be on marriage number two by now. I know. I mean, hell. Where's your third kid? How dare you? Although, according to this, we should have been married by 12. Yeah. So we're all failing. Not really the best role model. Just probably not very realistic. Okay. So after she gets married to Olivier, she starts having all these babies. So when her second husband died, Guy, uh, the title of Duke of Brittany basically came under conflict uh, where France was like, we have King King Philip is like, I this family should be the rulers of that land. And England is like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. We know a guy that's supposed to be in there. So they're basically like feuding and they're saying that this guy has claim to this land because of this family tie. And France is saying that this guy has claim because of this family tie. So if you remember, Jean's second husband passed everything to his daughter. That made her the Duchess of Brittany. Apparently, they didn't like that very much. Because the whole time Hmm. I was reading this, I was like, isn't there already like a Duchess of Brittany? Shouldn't you... Why can't she just keep it? Yeah, why not? I don't know. You so tell me. She uh, apparently resigned at some point. The Dubois. They're just like, uh, you better resign or we'll kill you. Or we'll, you only get two. You only get two resigns. And then we'll kill you. And then we'll kill you. The English are fighting for their hold in France and they're pushing their choice for Duke, which is uh, John de Montfort. I don't really know anything about him. He's not really. All I know is he that sounds hot. He does sound like a like a real handsome dude. Mm-hmm. So that's who they want to be Duke of this part of France. And the English are like, this is the. I'm picturing this is your like guy. I'm picturing like Hugh Jackman. What's his name again? John de Montfort. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's him. <laughs> yep, that's him. <laughs> um. So despite having her marriage annulled by the de Blois, Olivier the Fourth and Jean, <laughs> sorry, Olivier the Fourth and Jean back Jean Jean, <laughs> <laughs> they back the de Blois because they were King Philip's choice for the title of Duke. In 1342, the city of Vannes was captured after four different attempts by the English. So this is a city in the region of Brittany. Um, The English have been trying to take it over for like four times. So on the fourth attempt, they finally do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, do you... I just pictured the knights... Fourth time's a charm! The knights of knee. (laughs) They're just like, let us in! And the French are like, no! (laughs) No! And they're like, okay, we'll come back! And then they came back, they're like, they're like, may we please come in? The French are like, no, we already already told you. (laughs) Get lost. Yeah, and then finally, you know, on the fourth attempt, they come back with some fucking guns or some shit. Like, oh, I guess you got this. Oh, shit. (laughs) So they finally come in. 
Uh, the military commanders were captured by the English. There was two of them, and one of them was Jean's husband, Olivier V, when it became apparent that the British had taken over the city. The French and the English started negotiating, and they were like, all right, well, we have one of your earls. We have the Earl of Stafford, and we'll give him back and some money if you give us back our military commanders. And they're like, how about we give you one back? And they're like, okay, which one? We're going to give you Olivier back, and we only want, like, a fucking song. Like, they don't ask for very much money, and then they just exchange captives. And so people were like, that was really easy just now. He was released in exchange for an earl, as well as a low sum of money. And as soon as that happened, a lot of the French military basically thought he was in cahoots with the English. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, is Olivier now for the British? So the thing is, is that like he swore up and down that he wasn't he's like that of course not a french commander why would i why would i do something like that so he's swearing up and down that he didn't do it but it was basically it looked like he purposefully like half-assed his defense of the city so the english could just take it and then the person he was backing charles de blois who was part of the family that annulled his wife's second marriage turned around and basically was like you're a fucking traitor accusing you of treachery i would never i hate you don't ever talk to me again i'm not invited you to my birthday party i'm not inviting you to come hang out with me and Brittany. <laughs> Brittany hates your guts Brittany hates you <laughs> you'll never have a chance now <laughs> In 1343, less than a year later, Olivier was tricked into coming to a tournament in France. And when... I mean, he couldn't refuse a good tournament. I know. And it doesn't <laughs> even say like what the tournament was. I don't even think they told him what the tournament was. It was a pie eating tournament. They were like, come to this tournament. And he was like, I don't even care. I, I don't care what it is. You know, I, think it was, I think it was a cheese eating tournament. A cheese eating tournament? I mean, I know I wouldn't be able to refuse. It was a stinky cheese tournament. Yeah, for I, sure. would, I would not be able to refuse. I really hope we never have anybody listen to us in France. I'm not going to be lying. Like, I you love think cheese. That's all we do? <laughs> I, I, I fucking love cheese. Cheese is incredible. That's how you'd get me to a tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. It's like, it's not even just the French. It's it's everywhere. They'd Although, like, come mom, to a dueling tournament and I'm like, no, thank you. And mom and dad brought and back like, some cheese, cheese from France. Oh, and the butter. They do butter so well there. French butter. I feel like mom's going to listen to this episode and be like, oh, we went there. It was, oh, I've been to Brittany. Butter. The butter. Faith, let me tell you, the butter there was so good. It was sublime. It was superb. I mean, I did have some of that butter and it was like... I also had some of that it butter. It was tops. And that damn pastry she brought back on the plane. All of it was so good. Shit. So, at, where were we? Anyway, he, get, he gets invited to a tournament. Anybody in France, <laughs> send us butter. <laughs> we want butter. <laughs> he and 15 other lords were invited to this tournament. We're not sure what the tournament is. It's probably something fancy. But he was arrested and taken to Paris and kept in the Châtelet prison until august so this was in january that he was captured and taken to paris he stayed in prison until august 2nd and then he was beheaded at les Halles, which is the massive market in the center of paris so he was hold on let me let me pull up the uh the official declaration if i can find it oh shit pull it up i'm doing it okay in the year of our grace, 1,343, on Saturday, the second day of August, Olivier, Lord of Clisson, knight, prisoner of the Châtelet of Paris, for several treasons and other crimes perpetrated by him against the king and the crown of France, and for alliances that he made with the king of England, enemy of the king and kingdom of France, as the said Olivier has confessed was by judgment of the king given at Orléans, drawn from the Châtelet of Paris to Les Halles, and there on a scaffold had his head cut off. So they hadn't invented the guillotine yet, so it was done by hand. It was just some dude with a big old axe. Yeah. Well, and like... Like a meat cleaver. That rarely was successful on the first try. So how did Jean feel about this? <clears throat> so, and then from there, his corpse was drawn to the gibbet of Paris, and there hanged on the highest level and his head was sent to Nantes in Brittany to be put on a lance over the Sauveteau Gate as a warning to others. So... Jesus. Right. I had to, like, Google the gibbet of Paris, and it's basically just, like... A cage? A gallery of, like... It's so strange to explain. Like, it's literally, like... It's, like, three stories tall, and it's literally just, like, these little, like, sections on each level. Yeah. And they just, like, hang your body up in there. 
Oh, it's literally just a giant gallery where they would like hang criminals bodies to be on display until they were either like cut down or whatever. That's terrible. Yeah, it's just uh, so they went and hung it on the highest level so everybody could see. So uh, his body. don't be a criminal. Yeah. So don't be a criminal or apparently d- do a better job at defending Vons. <laughs> yes. The execution was basically like shocked nobility everywhere. A lot of people believe the king had acted illegally and cowardly and they were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because they killed a nobleman. It really came across. Yeah, it really came across as like almost as like a revenge against his wife for marrying the Duke of Brittany. And then he died shortly after the marriage was annulled. But they're just like, if Marie had married him. She could have had a kid and we could have avoid the, avoided this whole thing. Oh. So it almost like it almost comes across as like nobody knows why he treated Olivier like this. Although he did like imprison and behead several other like knights and stuff like this. But Olivier was definitely the highest profile victim of the beheading and, and to have his body strung up in a fucking like dead people gallery. Um, That's usually filled with like other it, criminals. Uh, local, have- like literally low class criminals. Right. Like, this was not, like, this was more of, like, because it's thir- it's the year, like, 1330. Like, people are disgusting. Right. And that's their form of entertainment is public hangings, beheadings, and the fucking gibbet. Yeah. By the market in the center of Paris. So everybody thought it was, like, way over the top. And then, of course, especially Jean was, like, what the fuck have you done? She's, like, um, first of all, fuck you. And we didn't like Britney anyways. Nobody likes Britney. <laughs> sorry for anybody named Britney. We like you. <laughs> I'm not sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, okay. Harsh. Well, anyway. So in response, she takes her two sons, Guillaume and Olivier V, to see their father's head on the gate at Brittany. Just like super Game of Thrones moment where she like... In, but instead of it being like evil Joffrey, it's their mother. And she takes them and she's just like, see what the French have done. <laughs> Casey just smacked herself in the face with her mic. I wonder if you can hear that. Boof. <laughs> um, I don't know. Me personally, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I know. And I'm just like. <laughs> Let's go say goodbye to your father's head. What? I mean, like she literally put them on a boat and they like sailed down there. Hmm. So. She basically swears revenge on the king and on Charles de Blois. So she sells her remaining lands that she controls from her first marriage, and she raises a small army of men. So she's got about like 1,500 to 2,000 men. And then she aligns herself with the English. So she basically completely turns on France, and she's like, fuck you guys. I guess this is what loyalty gets you. And then she aligns herself with the English. So she doesn't ever actually... Which honestly probably just ends up making Olivier look more guilty even after he's dead. Well, I know, but I just... I feel like that would be me. I'd be like, oh, you think we're English traitors, do you? Okay, well, here you go. I'm going to give you the best (laughs) English traitor ever. I am am the fucking king of English traitors. Yeah. Well, a traitor to the French from the English. Yeah, that. Yeah. (laughs) She sells her remaining lands. She raises a small army of men. For a little while, they are fighting on land. And she basically goes to her husband's former army post, her former gar- his former garrison, which is now under control of Charles de Blois, completely massacres everybody. Mm. Yeah. Not only did she do that, she also went to a couple of castles in the countryside and murdered all of those people in Brittany. The garrison, though, was like her most famous on-land massacre because she she only spares one person. Like, she finds one person and she's like, you'll live. And then... Because I want you to tell everybody what I did here. And then completely gives the command to kill everybody else. And they, like, storm this garrison somewhere between 1,000 to 3,000 soldiers. And her forces, like I said, were probably somewhere around 1,500 to 2,000. So when things things are getting... So this whole time, she's got her two fucking kids with her. This is bonkers. Uh, yeah. So she's got her two kids. Her Olivia and Guillaume are with her, but things are starting to kind of become pretty dangerous on land. So they get onto a ship 
and they're sailing they're trying to sail i think to england and their ship gets wrecked in a storm and it's just her and her two kids on like a little like lifeboat heading to pirate island uh guillaume dies of exposure mm. oh yeah that's the so exposure he's literally part. like exposed to the middle of the middle wow he's in the middle of the ocean (laughs) anyway so he dies at seven years old um which probably just chapped her ass even more oh yeah she's just like god damn it she's the french will die all of these fucking kids just dying left and right it is the 1300s though so i don't know what she was expecting (laughs) i mean really should have vaccinated (laughs) so what she makes her way back she uh makes her way to england Basically, and like throws herself on on the mercy of the king, and she's like, "Listen, I've been kill- I already I've been doing did, your job. I already did some shit on my own, you know. Like, I've been murdering fucking French nobility across the countryside for a little while now. So, what can you offer me? Like, so, can we team up? <laughs> yeah. So she's basically like this incredible politician and lobbyist at this mm. point, and she's powerful and she's influential, and." She's a grandmother and a mother of seven children and goes to the king and she's just like, I'm fucking tired of these bastards. I'm a powerhouse. The king basically is like, obviously like overjoyed to have her, but it's like- Is she hot? It's not probably. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to guess she is. So it's not common to have women in the military, obviously. That's like just not something that you do. Um, Joan of Arc was like a very, very- what are you doing? I was going to look up a picture of her. Continue. There's. It was the year 13. I know. There must be a painting or something. Best of luck to you. What was her full name? Jean de Clisson, also known as Jean de Belleville, also known as the Lioness of Brittany. She's got like 15 fucking names. Uh, well, mainly because she's a legend and that's what happens when you're a legend. Apparently. She went off and killed a bunch of people, and she was like, ooh, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do, do. (laughs) Anyway. Whoops, and I killed all the friends. (laughs) Next page of notes. So they make their way to England and petition King Edward for assistance. Uh, He gives her three warships. So three English warships. If that's really her, I am just like in love right now. I know. Casey's showing me a picture of the lioness of Brittany and she's like this hot ass redhead. Yeah, she's just like chilling there in a badass outfit and some metal or whatever gloves those are and just holding dude's head and she's holding a sword and she's just like smiling evilly. Evilly. It looks pretty cool. So she gets three warships from the king. She paints them black. She dyes the sails red. The main ship is named Ma Revanche, which is my revenge in French. That is the ship that she is the captain of. Good. Uh, she uses, she calls it the Black Fleet, and she uses it to hunt French ships up and down the English Channel. Uh, she's not actually a part of any military. She's just aligned with England. She's just like one badass. She's just like this rogue fucking like monster that's just like hunting French ships up and down the English Channel. Like she just she she's not really like aligned with anybody. She's just like this incredible like she's just at this point. She's got this like quest for revenge and she's just like I hate everything that France stands for. So she's she has a thirst and it cannot be quenched. Anytime that her ships would overtake a French vessel, if there was a nobleman on board, she would personally behead them herself with an axe, Mm. which is why she was seen with a man's head in that painting, because she apparently had beheaded like 50 something men. That's outrageous. Right. And from every, so she kills everybody except for one to two people on every encounter she has, and then sends them back to King Philip to tell them what happened. Hmm. So she continues to basically independently massacre French ships for 13 years before she meets Walter Bentley during a collaboration with the British Army. He's an incredibly accomplished, like a general, sort of like a commander. And him and Jean settle down in Hennebont, and she dies at the age of 59 after being married to Walter Bentley for three Man, years. Man, she, uh, she was kicking it. Yeah. Not a lot of women sur- like live that long. She... And also... 
Well, if women did live that long, they would be like tucked up in a castle under She safety. survived almost all of her children except for Olivier and I think Jean, her daughter Jean, which, mm. you know, went off and married somebody else. Her ghost is known to wander the halls of Chateau Clisson <gasps> hey. in France. So I think we should go. I think we should go too. Yeah. I want to meet her. Me too. So yeah, that was the Lioness of Brittany, Jean de Clisson. A high quality pirate. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'd call it like that. That's the highest. Well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't classify her as a pirate because a pirate would like, yeah, I mean, did she, she also pillage and like steal things? No, from she wasn't ships. like she in was... it for loot. She was in it for like pure fucking revenge for 13 years. Yeah. Then I would, I don't know if I would classify her as a pirate. Well, yeah, she was a pirate. I'm just saying, I don't think I would classify her as a pirate. You keep saying that, but I'm telling you she was. What's that? What is the definition of a pirate? Ooh, let's see. Tell me, Faith. Because she's basically... Tell me more. Damak Angelad at Tanagra. <laughs> Shaka, when, when the, the walls, walls fell. <laughs> pirate definition. A person who attacks and robs ships at sea. Did she rob? She did attack. But she did not rob. She probably robbed. Probably. Okay. I'll I'll let her have it. I mean, who's to say? I mean, it it was 1933. It wasn't nine. It was 1333. That's what I meant. <sighs> what are you going to tell me? That Rhetorical I question I already know. That I have to go to the bathroom. Oh. And... Oh. Yeah, I agree. Woohoo. Let's do it. Woo. One, two, three, break. It's in that weird in-between spot where it's not necessarily paranormal. It's not necessarily like ghost story, but it's just strange and unexplained. And also, it kind of ties in with one of my like biggest fears, which is like kind of the unknown of what's in the ocean. (laughs) So like either that or like ocean or things that I can't see in like really deep water. Oh. God. I can't I can't deal with it. The ocean can't. is so like unknown. Like there's just so much crap that we don't know about the ocean. Well, yeah, there's still like depths that we can't go. Yeah, there's just they've been to the bottom of the Marianas Trench, but like a tiny little portion of the bottom of the Marianas Trench. They haven't just the tiniest. Yeah, it's like they they have been to the deepest point in the ocean, but it was they oh. Oh my god, she turned off the light. I have candles, so it kind of adds to an ambiance. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So overall, there's not there's not a ton of places that we've been deep down there. Because it's too deep. Too deep for us. Well, and it's just so expansive. Like there's... <laughs> not expensive with an accent. <laughs> I know. That's exactly- but it is also expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that shit's expensive. Expansive. It's just too expansive. <laughs> expansive. Yeah, no, it's just so deep that people still have no idea what the hell is under there, um, which terrifies me. I put this in here in my notes. It's a phobia called thalassophobia. can include fear of being in large bodies of water, fear of the vast emptiness of the sea uh, and of the sea waves, and fear of the distance from land. I feel like that's a really reasonable fear to have. I know. I know. I wouldn't even consider that a phobia. I would consider that just like your average survival instinct. Yeah, survival instinct. (laughs) Like if you're not scared of that, there's you're not going to last too long. It's like people who are like, oh, I'm really scared of heights. And people are like, wow, what a baby. And I'm like, you know, you only have to fall 20 feet to actually die. Exactly. Like any. Exactly. (laughs) Like any higher than that, and uh, you ought to be afraid. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so my phone is about to die. It's 15%, and we're going to try to play some of these sounds for you, and then as well as just probably edit them. We just well, more we'll or less put the sounds in later, but we want you guys to like... We, wanna, you, we want you to hear our We want to hear the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first note that I took of the unexplained sounds in the ocean... 
there are certain sounds that are dubbed certain names because of the way that they do sound. This one is called Julia. And Julia is a deep ocean sound recorded March 1st, 1999 by the U.S. National Oceanic At- Atmospheric Administration. Nice. In other words, NOAA. Noah. Noah. Uh, they claim that it was just an iceberg, and you're going to see throughout this whole story that I'm pretty sure they think that everything's just an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> they think that it's icebergs that are doing all sorts of things in there. But some of these noises, I'm listening to it going, can you explain me how an iceberg can make that noise? I don't know. And a lot of these sounds, they're actually sped up 16 times faster. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's like some of the these sounds are like 7 to 10 minutes long. Some of them are. So... They're people, sped up. Yeah. So people, they speed them up and it makes them like vastly more, it makes them a lot less impressive. Right. Than they actually are. Right. And I think the reason why they called this one Julia is because like played fast. It sounds like somebody going, Julia. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it, I feel like it's super creepy that they named it Julia because that just seems like that's what they named like the fucking monster that's making this noise. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, we should play it. Yes. And the unidentified sound lasted for 15 seconds and then due to like an uncertainty as to like where it's located, they just kind of gave a guess that's between Bransfield Straits and Cape Adair. I don't know where that is, but you can look it up. Seriously, it's just so much worse in slow, like not in slow motion, in actual speed. It is horrifying. And I will leave a clip of that right here. So that's that one. Yeah. And I just kind of imagine, yeah, I imagine like a gigantic deep sea creature that's just like a yawning. Just or yawning. like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then this next one. Also, another thing that I've noticed is I feel like everything happened in 1997. Like all these noises, which is a lot. To me, I think that's even weirder. I don't know if that's because we around that time created the equipment in order to listen to these noises or we all we had it but we never picked it up until 1997 I don't yeah know. yeah I don't know I think it's even creepier that it doesn't like so many of these noises like started around then or they've always been happening and they just now picked it up and now it's like a big secret and they're like it's just icebergs right it's just icebergs don't worry about it there's not angry gods in the ocean nothing, that are mad at us. Nothing bad is happening. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is called The Bloop, which, I mean, I feel like everybody's heard of The Bloop at yeah, some point. Yeah, I think a lot of people have heard of The Bloop. I think it's like the most famous one because people are like, it's. it really is like when it's played at normal speed, it is not threatening at all. No. People are like, oh, that's weird. And then they just kind of move on. Right. But it's it's creepy nonetheless. And that one's sped up times 20? No, times all 16? of them say they, they're sped up on like times 16. Okay, so the bloop was recorded, picked up again by Noah. They pinpointed <laughs> the sound 650 miles off the South American coast in a remote corner of the South Pacific Ocean. That's 650 miles away and it still picked it up clear as day. That sound, sound, the bloop was actually heard because what they, they call it the autonomous hydrophone array. And it was picked up by microphones 5,000 miles away. Yeah. From its point of origin. Like it was heard for 5,000 miles. 
Ew. <laughs> well, then I think to myself, like, what if, like, what if you were sitting right there, like right next to the to where the sound is coming from, and you heard it? Right. I'm pretty sure your head would just explode because right. of the sound. And I know this is your story, but like, <laughs> do it. I fucking love this fucking do topic. It. Whales and dolphins and all manner of sea creatures were washing up dead on the coast of the of South America because of these sound waves. Because these sound waves literally just drove these animals like completely away, like beached whales. Okay. Okay. I'm going to play it. All right. So that it, like is I the said, sped up version. That's the sped up version. It's really like not threatening in any way. People are like, oh, it just said bloop. <laughs> but hold on to your panties. Are you still holding on to your panties? I didn't wear any today. Oh. My jeans are clean. That, that's good. Just seems like an unnecessary layer, you know? Um, I don't know. I found it pretty necessary. I think this is it at its regular speed. I'm just not okay with this noise. Oh, God. Okay, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Oh, my God. Anyways. And that one's apparently an iceberg. Yeah, and then they also said that that was an iceberg. <laughs> it was just, they they think it was an iceberg. That was it. Like, that <laughs> one's an iceberg. So is uh, this one. That one is too. <laughs> Yep, there's nothing to see here. Move along. It's just an iceberg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Oh, no, they thought that was an ice quake. Oh. Which is just pretty Caused so, by icebergs. <laughs> uh, yeah, another iceberg incident. And then the next one that, that I looked up was the upsweep. Oh, fuck. Pacific Marine Environmental Laboratory in August 1991 recorded this. This specific sound is probably the most mysterious, all due to having its seasons. Like, it literally has certain seasons. Like, in the spring and autumn, the sound will get louder, and throughout the rest of the year, it's quieter. I also find it strange that since its discovery, the noise has been decreasing year after year. And then I thought to myself, what if it's just, like, a giant sea creature and our pollution has been slowly killing it? That's probably what it fucking is. Yeah, it's just, like, becoming weaker and weaker. Like, that makes me really sad, but also scared. I, I don't know. Like, what... What else would it has more activity in the spring and autumn? That's it's a like pattern a, that like a living thing would follow. Right. A giant underwater bear. <laughs> <laughs> Bears have seasons. <laughs> Bubbly bear. It does not sound like a bear though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Honestly, this sound just it, it to me it just sounds like a fire alarm. The sped up version definitely sounds like that, like large alarm that you would hear for a fire drill or something. Right. And then they they said that this origin, like wherever it's coming from, it's definitely not on a layer that we can penetrate. It is definitely coming from the darkest depths of the ocean. Yeah. They like, still, this one is they still, still have no idea. And it still happens to this day. Yeah. During the season. Tis the season. Oh, God. Tis the season for the upsweep. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so the upsweep, I'm going to play it right now. God, it goes on forever. Even the sped up version. This one, yeah, this one sped up is 28 seconds long and it's sped up 20 times. Yeah. Like, they had to speed it up 20 times in order to make it, like, just even, like, the slightest little clip of a noise. Right. And when it's played normally, 
screw that. It literally just sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a deep sea creature that's just like. Well, and then there's like higher pitched frequencies along with it that just sound like literally a ton of people just like screaming their fucking brains out. What if it's just Atlantis? They have seasons like where there's festivals. Where they just scream their fucking faces off? Yeah, they're just having Woodstock down there instead it's Coral Stock. I refuse to believe that. (laughs) (laughs) They're just having a grand old time at Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't really sound like that. We'll play it for you guys. Make sure you crank up your volume so you can get (laughs) fucking maximum goosebumps. is called the slowdown which I really don't like but also I will say that for the most part the NOAA's explanation kind of makes sense to me because mm. I can picture a giant iceberg doing this this one is probably the only one that marginally sounds like it could be an iceberg right but I also want to know, like, why, when do icebergs literally just sink down to the bottom of the ocean? Well, and especially, like, in like the, the 90s. Depths of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And they're saying that these are coming from, like, deep, deep fucking sea. Right. And it's just, like, I was under the impression that icebergs floated. Right. And that's what I was thinking. But they, they're saying, oh, this is just an iceberg that's really big and it's ascending down to the bottom. And it's just making sounds for 3,000 miles. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is that all of these sounds, like, the biggest, like, the most terrifying thing about them is the volume that they're happening because they're being picked up by microphones that are thousands of miles away. Thousands. It's not like a boat, like, went out and, like, stuck a mic in the water and somehow caught it. Yeah. No, it's like they're at stations. And these microphones are always there, and these sounds aren't happening anywhere near the microphones. They're happening at a volume that is literally so, so far low away. That you can hear, yeah, hear it from thousands of miles. Yeah, and initially with like the bloop, they were Water. like, "Oh, maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a whale call." And then they were like, "There's no fucking whale so large that it can make a sound that can be heard for five thousand miles." Or is there? Right. Hmm. Had to think about that. So with the slowdown, because that's what this sound is called, the slowdown, it was recorded May 19th, 1997. Oh, my God. It was a good year for these. <laughs> um, no all the hits. The sound, all the hits. Uh, in the equatorial Pacific Ocean, they stated it was most likely a sound of a giant iceberg ascending, ascending down to the bottom of the ocean. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it sounds like the stuff of nightmares at some point in the sound. Um, Noah could no longer record it due to it's like such a low frequency. Like their equipment couldn't pick it up anymore because it was, it was, it was so low, baby. Ew. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> okay, here it is. That's the sound of my heart sinking down into my stomach. It reminds me of like the Dolby digital sound in the movie theaters. <laughs> Except opposite because in that one it's like. Yeah. If they played it backwards. But in this one it's like the evil version. <laughs> <laughs> and then just sort of fades away and everybody's bones turn to powder. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my Ew. God. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it either. Do you have another one? (laughs) I sure do. I have. 
Oh, yeah. They also said that that slowdown when it's not sped up, because that one was sped up 16 times the original speed. If you're just playing it normally, it lasts for seven minutes. Jesus Christ. Right. Up until the point where they could no longer record it. This one, and this one, I, I like, you'll know why it's called this. It's called the train. The sound itself is just pretty self-explanatory right. to the name. Uh, they picked this up March 5th. 1997. <laughs> this sound was picked up by uh, Y'all Ready, the Equatorial Pacific Ocean Autonomous Hydrophone Array. Yeah. I'm also going to name it Ipoaha. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Ipoaha. The noise was pinpointed in the Ross Sea in the Cape Adair area, just like the Julia Again? sound. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm telling you, maybe there's, maybe Atlantis is not, you know. Gone forever. Yeah, maybe it's still there. <laughs> Ooh. Also, yeah, that's why I was like, in my notes, what the fuck is near Cape Adair? Like, what? what's going on? Yeah. What's happening? And then also, the reason why it was dubbed the train is, uh, like I said, pretty self-explanatory. It sounds like a little toy train as yeah. it's trucking along in the ocean, except so loud that you can hear it from thousands of miles away. <laughs> I don't think I heard the original sound but i think if we did it would take a long long time yeah i think we can go to the noaa website and i'll give you guys like a clip of it blah, 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 blah. we'll but we'll play it at the sped up speed right now right now Somebody just laid on the oh horn God, on that yeah. last one. <laughs> I don't even know if we'll include that entire clip because that last one is just like, it goes on forever. Like, I'm just going to fade that out. <laughs> what if it's that, like, beautiful dog that's that sings? Oh. Oh. I love dogs. <laughs> um, What else? Did I get all of them? Is that it? I think there's one more. Did you get Whistle? Oh. With a whistle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this one, this one's called the whistle. I mean, honestly, when I listened to it, I couldn't really tell if it didn't really sound like a whistle to me. Right. Yes. Um. This one was recorded July seventh, nineteen ninety seven. According to the NOAA, the whistle is like similar to a vol volcanogenic sounds previously recorded. In the Marinera volcanic arc of the Pacific Ocean. Did you say Marinera? Uh, mm, yes, I sure did. <laughs> I'm hungry. Is it the Marianas? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> marinara. The, the Marinera Trench. <laughs> oh, I'd like some uh, mozzarella sticks with the Marinera Trench, please. <laughs> <laughs> so they more or less, they only pick this up on one, like, array. Right. So in order to actually like triangulate where the hell this noise was coming from, they needed like at least three. So they still classify this as unidentified. To me, it reminds me of a great blue whale call, but in a higher pitch. But also these recordings are like sped up, you know, 16 to 20 times faster. Yeah. So everything is going to be higher <laughs> right, than exactly. what it actually is. So then I think to myself, well, and also I'm pretty sure if I uh, heard this sound in the ocean while I was swimming, if I would ever really truly swim in the middle of the fucking ocean to begin with. Yeah, don't do that. I'm not going to. <laughs> but this right here, I would pee. I would pee my swoop. My swoop. <laughs> I would pee my swimsuit. It's called a swoop. sped up to 16 times the original speed yeah that one's like almost a full minute yeah we probably won't play that whole thing either um just a tidbit but yeah again just to just to get your ears a puckered i <laughs> i remember the first time i showed you these sounds you were like i would shit the ocean yeah i would shit the ocean no joke this touches like the whole thing. <laughs> some of the deepest fears of my body. Like, you know, when you get so scared that or like, you, yeah, mine, I already explained it before. But like whenever I get scared and creeped out by something, I almost have like a reaction of like gagging. Like, yeah, <laughs> I seriously like when I 
become frightened by something. Like when something spooky happens to me, I get this almost like electric feeling that goes throughout my entire body. And it feels like I literally just like my skin just kind of detaches from me. Like that's literally like, I don't know how to explain it, but that's just how it feels to, for me to like become actually scared. Go see a doctor. (laughs) I mean, it's not like my skin actually detaches. It just feels that way. But that's, ew. Mine, I just like, You'll my, know what I mean my muscles someday. just tense up and I just feel like. My lower back like, tenses up. Like throwing up and then I'm just like. <laughs> and then also, here's a blue whale call so you can kind of see what I was talking about. really awkward just kind of sitting here wait we uh we pause and then we just kind of sit here and stare at each other and stare at each other for a second because we'll then know on the track if there's that blank spot that's where we're going to insert sentences. a magician never reveals his secret sissy good thing we're not magicians i'm a fucking magician <laughs> holy shit yeah i did not like that i can't wait to listen to these sounds in my car if you're in your car, like, seriously crank that shit up because it is, like... And then also roll down your window if you're, like, at a stoplight or something and somebody else has their window down. Then, like, look at them intently, like, really seriously as these noises Mysterious are monster sounds are going. Makes me want to do it. Except my front windows don't work. But don't I back just, like, down. I just want to, like, roll down the window and then play a blue whale call and just, like, stare at it's somebody with like, a blank look. And it just goes... That's a pretty good whale call. That's what it sounds like. Wow. And it's this terrifying. whole time it was you. Well, it's terrifying. It was me. <laughs> Casey. Casey's the bloop. All right. Eat your heart out, Noah. Eat <laughs> aha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wrapping it right now. <laughs> Don't forget to check us out. I'm going to be creating a uh, Instagram and a Twitter yeah, and a Twitter and a Snapchat and a Facebook page. I hope that Facebook doesn't royally screw me again because the last time I tried making even a business page for my employer at the time, it took me a million years to do that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You might get zucked. I hope I don't get zucked. <laughs> um, if you guys have any theories on what these mysterious ocean sounds might be, please send us an email at hqnpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have creepy stories, I'm tell all about us your it. creepy stories. Tell us your stories of revenge. Tell us where you think these horrible sounds are coming from. Tell us about your favorite fucking pirate. We'll throw that shit on there too. So I'm already halfway there. I mean, right? I'm getting employed at Pirate Islands all, all across America. Back to Pirate Island with you. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for checking us out. We will be hopefully up on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Pretty darn soon. Soon, 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 soon. Until then, you can find us at uh, anchor.fm forward slash HQN podcast. Thank you for coming. Thanks for listening to High Quality Quality Nonsense. Nonsense. We did it. Here.